Greetings and welcome back to TanakhStudy.com, the podcast program in which we study one chapter of Tanakh per podcast. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom, and it's my honor to study Sefer Eov with you. We are now studying Perak Yodbet, the first of three consecutive chapters which comprise Eov's response to the first cycle of dialogues and responses, uh, and specifically to Tsofar's rejoinder to him, which was Perak Yodalef. So he says, indeed, you are a nation. Now, this could be read one of two ways. Truth is, one of several ways, but two chief ways. One of them is that you indeed speak for the people. In other words, what you're presenting is what the common people know, which is really a veiled insult. You're not telling me anything new. The other one may be even more of a um, overt insult, as if you think yourselves to be important, like a whole nation, the three of you. V'imachem tamut chokhmah. And with you, wisdom will die, meaning you have all the wisdom, and when you die, all wisdom will be gone. And this is ridiculing them, because essentially what they're saying is nothing new. Gam kemochem. I have a heart like you. I have understanding like you. Important to note that heart in Tanakh is not at all parallel to the kur of uh, of Romance languages or of the West, and it really means understanding. Uh, I'm no lower than you. I don't fall short of you. And you think that there's none like you? There are. And then he derides them and he says, I have become like, like a laughing stock to my quote-unquote friends. In other words, you're coming as if you've got these big speeches and you're just telling me simple stuff. And again, ridiculing them and saying, oh, you're somebody who calls out to God and God answers you. The laughter of the pure tzaddik. And again, he means, it does not mean it literally. It's, it's a sardonic statement. And then he has an odd phrase, lapid buz la'ashtot sha'anan. Now, ashtot very likely comes from the word eshet, which means like a strong, firm body. So, ashtot sha'anan means a firm body that is at peace, that is serene, and has lapid buz. Lapid is a torch or a, a, a spear, but instead of lapid esh, a spear of fire, it's lapid buz, a spear of derision. In other words, you're sitting comfortably and pretty and you're deriding me while I'm in my pain. Nachon de ragel. So prepared for people who are hurt in the foot, who are not able to get around. You're, you're insulting me. You're the healthy guys. You're insulting me. Yishlayu ohalim l'shodadim uvatuchot l'margizayel. And he makes an observation which is that the tents of the of the pillagers are at peace. And there is security for the people who anger God or go against God. And they they are enjoying the things that God gave them while they're angering God. And now whether he is still talking to his quote unquote friends and accusing them of being wicked people who 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 degrade God with their words and nonetheless are comfortable and are secure, or whether he's making a general observation of the problem of theodicy, of why it is that the wicked succeed and are at peace, 
Either way, it's coming to some of the same thing. And then he turns and says, Ve'ulam sha'alna vehemot v'toreka. Go ask animals, and they will answer you, even animals. Now, toreka is an interesting piece, because behemot is in the plural, and toreka is in the singular. Ve'ofa shamayim v'yagedlach. Or ask the birds of the heaven, and he will tell you. And again, mixing the plural and the singular, common in biblical poetry. Have a conversation with the earth, which seems to mean the creepy qualities, the things that live in the earth. And they'll tell you, they'll instruct you. And the fish of the sea will tell you. In other words, all the creatures know all of this. Who doesn't know all of this? that God made all of this everything that they have described about creation and how deep and how wonderful it is everybody knows that and everybody knows how God operates and God is asher biyadon nefesh kol chai he has the life of all living beings in his hands v'ruach kol basarish and the spirit of all flesh of all mankind is in his hands halo ozen milin tivchan any ear can hear the words and the palate will taste what it's eating. Wisdom is with the old. And with long years comes understanding. And indeed, God is the one who has the, the wisdom and the power. He has the counsel and the understanding. And a person, if a person destroys something, it can't be rebuilt. If he seals up a man, that man will never be, will never be freed. We're going to go back over these psukim from another perspective in a moment. If he stops water up, will indeed the land dry out? And then he lets them go and the land will be changed. In other words, these two psukim can be read about man. Do you think man is so powerful like that? And again, he's speaking to them. Or the opposite is, we're talking about God. If God destroys, it won't be rebuilt. It's a statement, not a rhetorical question. If he seals a man up, that man will never be freed. If he stops water up, the ravine dries out. And on the other hand, he lets the water go. They destroy the land. And by the way, he's pointing out here that God, both in withholding rain and water, and in flooding and storming, either way is destructive. And he's pointing out the destructive nature of God in this particular piece. Strength and understanding and help is with God. But on the other hand, he also misleads and tricks. He takes counselors and has them go into wayward areas or leads them to areas of vanity, of naught. And makes fun of great leaders, of judges. He takes the chains that kings are not themselves chained in, but chained others in. And he undoes them. Kings can capture an important uh, prisoner and lock him up, and God opens it up. And then he puts, he, he girds their loins, the king's loins, with, with, uh, with, with girding, meaning that they now become slaves. 
this evokes a little bit of Mishlei and a little bit of Kohelet Mishlei, Tachat Eved Kim Loch and and Kohelet is Eved Shiatzam Beit Asurim Lim Loch, Molich Kohanim Sholal. And not just political leaders, but also religious leaders. He leads the Kohanim into, again, Sholal, as we had with the Yoatzim, into a place of vanity. Ve'itanim Yisalef. Ve'itanim, people that are always there, securely st- stable, they're always there, turns them aside. Me'sir Safal Manim. Those people who are trustworthy, he tur- he corrupts their, their tongue. Chazal have a famous drashah about this in the context of Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai and the accusation that he lost his opportunity with Vespasian to request the salvation of Yerushalayim. Mesir Manim. God takes away the lip of those who are trustworthy, meaning people who always know what to say, and then God takes it away at one point. V'tam zekinimikach. He takes away the reasoning of the elders. Shofech buz al nedivim, and this evokes, of course, Tfilat Chana in Shmuel Aleph Perak Bet, and Tehilim Kuf Yod Gimel, and Tehilim Kuf Zayin. He puts shame on the leaders. Um ziach afikim ripa. This can go several ways. One of them is goes back to the model of the of the riverbed, and that he he ripa he steps away from the he lets go of. The, uh, the, the water going through the channels, or it could mean that, continuing with the theme of the Pasuk, um, that he, that the Mezach, that the, that the, uh, the belt worn by the Afikim, Afikim here being conquerors, he lets go of, which fits with Shofech Buz on the Divim. So word-wise, it seems to connect back to the ravine, and context-wise, it seems to connect to the Leaders to the conquerors who are suddenly subjugated or no longer strong. He reveals deep things from the dark, and these are not necessarily good things. And he brings darkness, dark things, out into the light. He lifts up nations and destroys them, as if their success, their rise to success is actually the beginning of their downfall. Shoteach lagoyim vayanchem. It's as if he lays out the, the nations and then leads them down, like opens them up and leads them down. Mesir lev He turns apart, aside the heart of the leaders of the people. Vayatem betoholodarach. And he leads them on a path that's not a way to anywhere. They feel around in the darkness. They have no light whatsoever. And he misleads them as if they were drunk. So, the first half of what Eov said in this parak was directed towards his quote-unquote friends, saying that they really aren't friends at all. They've essentially said something which everybody knows. There's nothing new in what he says. And he invokes it. He says, yes, God is great. And and uh, he says that they are they are basically making fun of him. And in the second half of the parable, he points to all the greatness of God, but says the mention of this greatness of God is used to hurt and to destroy. The water which we see as a blessing becomes a flood, stopping the water which we see as a blessing. It becomes a drought, etc. And he goes through, and we'll see in the next couple of prakim as his diatribe continues um, in responding really to the claims of the of the Reim. We'll pick that up in the next podcast. Meantime, we should have a wonderful day.